0: I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. If you got your popcorn ready? I came like out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. lead. Only oh, they tackle him in the corner. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I I can! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast. It is Saturday, December eighth for me. Uh, apologize for not getting this up on Friday. Had some stuff going on, uh, so decided to push it until early this morning. So, wow, what a game Thursday night between the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, did did def- definitely did not expect what happened in that game, especially with one. Player, But before we get to that, for today's podcast, we will start off with that and breaking down the Thursday night football game and the possible already playoff winning player for you uh, this week who went off on Thursday night. After that, we will preview the full Sunday slate of games coming up this week, uh, literally tomorrow, uh, that will close out week 14 and the first round of the fantasy playoffs postgame show is brought to you by Christ I can't find it the hell with it all right so for the Thursday night game we had uh Jacksonville and Tennessee Jacksonville losing nine to 30. Cody Kessler didn't have a bad game here. Uh, I think uh, 240 in the air, a one touchdown, gets you 15.3 points in fantasy. That's probably about what you can ask for from a backup quarterback. Um, And let me just say here real quick, my God, was our analysis on this game almost spot on on Thursday, uh, previewing it. Uh, Did get Leonard Fournette wrong, though. Uh, Just 36 yards on 14 carries. Uh, I thought that he'd have a much better game in this one. Obviously, I'm sure some of it with them being down hurt here, uh, but just five points in fantasy. Uh, We saw Leonard, uh, I'm sorry, we saw TJ Yeldon get involved a little bit here as well, but talked about D.D. Westbrook on the podcast Thursday. Talked about how I felt he was by far the best wide receiver to own on this team and the only wide receiver worth playing in this game 88 yards on 7 catches and a touchdown. Uh, I called for all that. A lot of the plays that he was getting were open right in the short and intermediate area. Get you 18 points in fantasy. You're welcome. Uh, You know, again, he's just a much... In my opinion, he's the best wide receiver they have outside of Marquise Lee, who obviously is not playing this year because of an injury. Uh, But add in the fact that he is just a dangerous threat out of the slot in the short and intermediate area. Again, I'm a Browns fan... Watch Cody Kessler play. He just doesn't have a deep arm. Um, However, Dante Moncrief and Keelan Cole both put up decent points for you in this one, at least if you play in PPR. Dante Moncrief, 7.2. And Keelan Cole, 7 points. Keelan Cole getting you 55 yards on three catches. Dante Dante Moncrief, 47 on five. So, you know, not a... Uh, a bad game for those guys, you know. If you started them as wide receiver threes or flexes, obviously you would uh, prefer double-digit points. But again, D.D. Westbrook, we we said was the play on Thursday, and man, did he come through for you in this one for Tennessee side. Man, was I wrong on Marcus Mariota. I had him projected for almost 20 points this week. I thought it would be a high-scoring contest, and it ended up being a high-scoring contest, at least for the Titans. However, they relied on one player for the most part. Marcus Mariota, just 6.8 points in fantasy, 162 yards in the air, with one interception and 13 yards on the ground. Uh, You know, better days to come for Marcus Mariota, I guess, especially when he's not relying on Derek fucking henry who went off in this game boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast so we told you guys on thursday that uh derrick henry would be the guy uh Dion lewis has struggled uh just has not looked good derrick henry has started to out touch him a little bit and uh even though i did say so hopefully you guys didn't listen to me i guess technically uh I said I would not trust starting him, uh, Just, and I don't think that that's an unfair point of analysis, to be honest with you. Dude has done nothing almost all season long, and in all honesty, if you started him, I think uh almost goes back to uh, to what Bob Ross said is that we don't make mistakes. We make happy accidents. You made a happy accident. Uh, unless you were truly desperate, I don't see how you could have felt any confidence in starting Derrick Henry except for the fact that he has been scoring touchdowns. That has been his saving grace um, here so far, kind of in this back part of the season. Uh, the fact that he's been scoring a touchdown, I believe he scored in the past four straight, uh, so you were hoping, okay, he scores, gets me enough yards to get me double digits and let's just roll with that in the playoffs. Well, he said, I see your four for the past four weeks. I'm going to give you four in this game, 238 on the ground and four touchdowns, including a uh, just an awesome ninety nine yard touchdown run where he 's throwing guys all over the field uh, you know ties a NFL record with that run, getting you forty seven point eight points in fantasy, so he is the gentleman we were talking about i 'm sure most of you knew that uh, that likely is going to win you your first round of the playoffs or cost you a loss if you were playing against him just based on what he did in this game. Deion Lewis comes up short here, just 13 yards on 10 carries and then 39 yards in the passing game to get you 7.7 points. And then, of course, the best wide receiver in this game was my guy. Taywan Taylor, someone we also talked about on Thursday's uh, podcast. 8.9 points in this one. I'm sorry, 59 yards on six catches. Corey Davis comes up short in this one. Just 21 yards on two catches with 3.1. I did think he would score in this one, um, but they decided to let uh, Derrick Henry do all the scoring in this one. So, all around, not a not a bad game for fantasy if you started Kessler or D.D. Westbrook or Derrick Henry. I still don't think Taewon Taylor was a bad call. You likely weren't starting him as your wide receiver one or two in a flex spot. Again, when you're getting almost double-digit points out of a flex spot, that's, that's still not bad. Um, but, yeah, guys, I mean, wow, Derrick Henry. I mean, seriously, I just don't know... I don't know what to say about it. I, I, I can't imagine he continues to do that going forward. But he has continued to score touchdowns. Uh, so at this point, I would imagine if you've got him as an RB two or a flex play, you've got to kind of throw him in there uh, moving forward through the playoffs, just based on the fact that if he scores, he's going to be pretty pretty close to bringing you double digits every week. We eating all day, bro. <laughs> I'm coming, well, I'm gonna hit you. Y'all not going to be for the first game uh this coming sunday we have the the carolina panthers and the cleveland browns carolina being given the 59 percent chance to win this game and they are being given just one point which is very interesting to me for the panthers side here um On the injury report, Graham Gano is already listed as out. So if you've been trusting him as your kicker, even though he struggled the past couple weeks, it is time to get him out of there. For the Cleveland Browns, Denzel Ward is out. That is big, big news for the Panthers and their passing game as I thought he would likely be matched up with DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel. They're more explosive wide receivers. With him being out due to the concussion, I think that's going to open things up. For the Panthers, just a little bit here. So for the Panthers, Cam Newton's still dealing with an undisclosed injury. Uh, I believe it has something to do with his shoulder. Uh, a lot of people talking about his throwing motion is probably the cause of it. Um, but he is going up against two the defense with some of the worst passing and rushing rankings in the league, 29 and 27 currently. So, I would not expect this to be a big defensive game. I do think that the defense is going to be able to get to Cam some, but he is definitely worth playing. Um, Just be wary of that shoulder. He may not put up as many points as you would like, uh, but I do like him in this one. Love Christian McCaffrey in this one. I think a lot of talk has been um, about the fact that that is why Christian McCaffrey has been so good this year. Is the fact that here in the past couple weeks when McCaffrey has been going off. That shoulder injury has been getting to Cam Newton. And he can't throw the ball deep. We did see them bring in Taylor Haneke last week uh, to throw a hell Mary. Uh, so that maybe that's what's bothering Cam so much. He keeps dumping the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. Because well he's damn good and open and not that far of a throw. Love DJ more than this one. I think he could go off. Um, and then that's really it. I think Curtis Samuel uh, is an upside play. Uh, I do, again, like the fact that Denzel Ward's out to go up against either one of them. But Curtis Samuel is definitely someone uh, I would play if, say, you went up against Derek Henry and you need some upside guys. I don't think Devin Funches gets it done this week. And Ian Thomas will be playing for Greg Olson, who is out now for the rest of the season with that foot injury. He worries me a little bit. I don't think he's going to be able to produce the way that Greg Olson did, but he was on the field, I believe it was for like 84 of the 100-something plays run uh, I think it was like a 110 plays run. He was on the field for like 84, 85 of them when Greg Olson was out. So he's obviously going to be a, the key cog in there. He's going to be the starting tight end. Uh, but he was targeted a lot and didn't do much with it. So I would not trust him unless you're the Greg Olson owner and that's the only replacement you could get. You've got to throw him in there. Otherwise, I wouldn't just go running to the waiver wire to pick him up. For the Browns, love Baker this week yet again. This defense, the past defense here for the Panthers, has been struggling the second half of the season. Now, they're not quite as bad as what the Browns are considered, but they're still in the 20s. Baker's going to have himself a big day here. Love Antonio Callaway, and this one as well. Been talking about for the past couple of weeks, this dude has real sleeper potential every week due to his speed. He can make anything happen. Had an 80-yard touchdown pass last week that was called back doing a holding call that I don't really think was holding, but it is what it is. You Like I've said, you can call holding on every fucking play in the NFL. They decided to call it on that. When it is what it is, you've got to come back and do it. And guess what? He did three plays later. he was, I uh, believe, on that one like a 70-yard touchdown pass, uh, and he fumbled it at the goal line. You can't do that. you got to hold on to the ball. I know he's probably tired. From running, you know, a, a combination of 150 to 60 yards, that point going through the touchdown and everything, the previous play, and then coming back and doing that. But you got to hold on to the ball. So could have had a huge day again last week against the Texans. Uh, Jarvis Landry came back, which was a little bit surprising to me getting a. 13 points last week with over 100 yards. I think he can come close to that again this week. I don't expect him to get 100 plus yards. um, But I do expect, it looks like Baker's starting to target him just a little bit more. He was giving him a fair amount of targets earlier when he first took over. Then kind of dipped to like 5 or 6. And it started to boost back up into those double digits. Um, and then that's really it. I think if you have David Njoku, you can start him, but I'd be worried about it. He's been dealing with this knee injury here for about four or five games, uh, and he's had a couple good games in there, specifically the one where he jumped up in the air and got carried into the end zone. Uh, but other than that, he's been kind of struggling here. I just wouldn't trust him. Chances are you don't have a better tight end to play over him, so you've got to throw him in there, but just don't expect a big game out of him. For Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is interesting for me. Um, I'm not really sure what he's going to be able to do against a very good Carolina run defense. Uh, their front seven is very good, especially their linebacking core. It is one of the best in the league. Uh, I think it's right up there with the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Dallas Cowboys have the best linebacking core in the league, but Carolina's is right there with Keek, Lee and Davis. So I do expect Chubb to have a good game here just because of the volume. He's going to get you know, likely 10 to 12 carries, and then they've been using him in the passing game. Baker trust him. Baker's going to keep going to him, and with that makes him a true three-down back, so you've got to play him if you have him. I don't expect him to put up RB1 numbers like he has been, but I do still expect him to put up high RB2 numbers, and if they get down in the red zone, he's going to score because they give him the ball so don't worry about Nick Chubb in this one he should be good to go and uh, for me I have the Browns winning this game and continuing a chance a slight chance to push for the playoffs next up we've got the New York Giants and the Washington Redskins Washington being given the 53% chance to win this game uh, and they are being given 3.5 points for the New York Giants Eli Manning is still going to be out there right now, although I do expect we are going to see Kyle Laletta sooner rather than later. Not sure if he comes out in this one, but since the Giants are pretty much eliminated from the postseason, I do expect him uh, to possibly come out in the back half of the season. Going to be interesting for guys like Odell. Um, Really, that's it. Um, It's going to be interesting to see if that affects Odell anys. Ennies. What the hell is Ennies, Matt? Any ennie. If it affects him Any knee. Uh, anyways, for the Giants, I don't trust anybody but Odell and Saquon. Uh, I just, I can't. Evan Ingram has been a wash all year long. I mean, I guess if you want to play Brett Ellison... Go right ahead. He has been putting up decent numbers, but I wouldn't trust him. Or Rhett Ellison, I'm sorry. Um, but Sterling Shepard hasn't been doing anything. I mean, the best quarterback the Giants have is their best wide receiver in Odell. He he has the longest passing plays for the Giants' season. And it's two 40-yard touchdown guys. 40-yard touchdowns. Oh, Eli has not thrown a 40-yard touchdown all season. We are going into Week 14. It is ridiculous. So... Odell, you have to trust him because he's Odell fucking Beckham Jr. He's going to get his shit. He's going to get his plays. You don't have to worry about that. Again, he's put up in a very good fantasy season. He's the fantasy 10 wide receiver on the year, so it's a top 12 play. Um, obviously, if you were like me, you drafted him as like the sixth or seventh player. Obviously, that part of it sucks, uh, but he's still been getting his points. Likely, he's not going to throw a touchdown this week, so you won't get that eight points that he got last week. Um, but he's still going to get you points. Uh, if they get down in the red zone, he's likely going to score like he did last week. Um So just, you've got to play him. And the same with Saquon. You drafted him high. Dude's been a stud all year long. He's kind of tailed off just a tad in the rushing department here as of late. Uh, And the Washington Redskins do still have a good run defense, uh, but you just can't sit him because he has the ability to completely tear you up in the passing game, um, and that is what I expect him to do in this one. Fort Washington. So we already know we're going to have Mark Sanchez at quarterback again. We talked about it on Wednesday's podcast, I believe. No, I'm sorry, Thursday's podcast uh, about Alex Smith and what he's going through. Again, prayer is up to him. Hope he, hopefully, he can get better. Um, and then obviously Colt McCoy broken leg as well. He will not play the rest of the season. So it's down to to, to the Sanchez, and I don't trust the Sanchez to do anything. Um, he is going up against a a bottom tier defense here uh, both ranked in the low 20s against the pass and the run but man I just I don't see how he's going to be able to get anything done against these guys I do kind of like Josh Doxon and Jordan Reed again just because I do think Mark Sanchez is going to keep it close to the line of scrimmage but I don't expect them to have big games here Um, and then I guess you can rely on Adrian Peterson Uh, again had a great 90-yard run last week and then was only able to get 8 more yards on 8 carries. But if you're planning on using him as an RB2, RB3 flex flex play, I don't think it's a bad call as the Giants haven't necessarily been great against the run. They have been better since... Um, I'm sorry, they've gotten worse since they got rid of Sinax Harrison. They weren't actually bad against the run to start off the season. Uh, but then, yeah, that's it for me. I, I mean, Adrian Peterson, if you're desperate, same with Josh Dox. I do think you can throw Jordan Reed in there just because, well tight end is such a bad position that even if he gets you six or seven points you, you you're getting a pretty good fantasy day out of your tight end uh and for me i actually have the giants winning this game next up we've got uh, what is likely not going to be a um a very good fantasy matchup between the new york jets and the buffalo bills all right So, let's see here. Oh, I lost my notes here. I apologize about that. The Buffalo Bills, 71% chance to win this one. uh, And they are being given four points for the New York Jets. Sam Darnold is supposed to be back in this one. Uh, I don't know for sure if he is actually going to be cleared. Uh, He has been taken off of the injury report, so that's good. Chances are he's going to play. Um, The Jets don't really have anybody worthy on there that's going to do anything, and neither do the Buffalo Bills, so I think we're good there. Teron Johnson, the cornerback, is out for the Bills, which might help the passing game a little bit, but I don't think it does much for them. So I would imagine that means Sam Darnold starting. Haven't gotten the official word, I believe, uh, but he should be out there. And I think that improves a little bit. Of the play here, but not much. There's really nobody here I would trust besides Quincy and Nunwa. He is by far the best player, I think, fantasy-wise on there. Uh, Chris Herndon, if you're desperate at tight end, I could see having a good game here. Especially with Sam Darnold being back. He has definitely been on the rise this season uh, and came up and was making such plays with Sam Darnold, uh, didn't do much with McAllen out there, so maybe, Mc, uh, I was going to call him McDarnold, uh, maybe Darnold coming back uh, could help his value a little bit. But then that's it. I don't trust Isaiah Crowell. This Bills defense has been outstanding since McDermott took over. I mean, just to give you guys an idea, they were in the low 20s against the pass and high 20s against the run. Since uh McDermott, or, yeah, McDermott took over. They've been in the low teens to down to 11, right around 11 in the low teens against the run and in the top three against the pass. This defense has been balling. Okay, so they are a good defense. Don't get that wrong. If Josh Allen and this offense can get it going. The Buffalo Bills are going to be a scary team going forward. So I don't trust Isaiah Crowell at all in this one. I, I really don't trust anybody outside of Quincy Inunua and Chris Herndon, to be honest with you. Sam Darnold, uh, you know, he I feel like he'll throw enough picks to make it worthy of not starting him. So for me, that's it. I, I really can't endorse starting anybody else, especially with this being the first round of the playoffs. For the Buffalo Bills side here, Josh Allen. I really do think he's worth starting here. So to kick off the defense part real quick, the Jets defense, bad against the pass and the run. Low teens against, or I'm sorry, high teens against the pass right around 17 and then in the mid-20s against the run. So defense just not good. Not good, not great, you know, but not horrible. They're right there in that middle tier um, of defenses. But Josh Allen, dude has been putting up a ridiculous amount of rushing yards every single week. And I think he's going to be able to do it again in this one, and that makes him worthy of starting. He was the number two fantasy quarterback last week. He's been in the top five since he's come back. His rushing yards and rushing touchdowns—it's tell- huge for his his ability here and his fantasy uh, ability. Everybody keeps talking about what Lamar Jackson is doing, and Josh Allen's doing the same thing, and nobody's talking about him. Dude has a better arm than Lamar Jackson. Other than him, though, there's nobody here I trust. Nobody here I trust. I would not start Shady. Um, Again, this defense is not great. I just don't see Shady doing much of anything, and I just don't think you can trust any of the wide receivers here. They cut Kelvin Benjamin earlier in the week and Andre Holmes, so really it comes down to Zay Jones for me, Uh, and I just personally cannot trust him. If you want to throw him in there, by all means, go right ahead. Uh, Dude had a touchdown last week. Uh, Looked good, don't get me wrong. I just don't know if I can trust him for me. I I need to have more consistency going into the playoffs than what he's shown so far this year. Uh and I can't trust Robert Foster either, really, to be honest with you. Uh Isaiah McKenzie has looked good as well the past couple of weeks, but he's dealing with that toe injury, so I wouldn't trust him. So for me it's just Josh Allen on this team, guys. That that's it. You know, and like I said, I didn't think this was gonna be a great fantasy matchup going into it. Uh, but that's really the only te- that, thats really the only player on this team I see worthy of starting. Uh, and for me, I actually have the Buffalo Bills uh, winning this game. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What is likely going to be a shootout here? Tampa Bay—I'm sorry, New Orleans—given the seventy-four percent chance to win this game, and they are being given nine point five points for the Saints here. Nobody on the injury report. And for the Bucs, there are two safeties who were out last week as well. Justin Evans and Isaiah Johnson are out. Um, Carlton Davis, the cornerback, is doubtful for the Bucs. For the Saints, I think it's fairly easy. Yes, they had a bad game against the Cowboys on Thursday night. Yes, it could have possibly cost you a chance to be in the playoffs. But if they didn't, you're starting your guys again. No question about it. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. Start him if you got him. No point in even talking about it. This is, in my opinion, going to be a shootout game between the Bucks and the Saints. It was all the way back in Week 1 with Ryan Fitzmagic. Jameis Winston has not thrown an interception since Week 7. That's how good he's been, guys. It's kind of surprising when you really think about it. Uh, so you've got to trust him. He's been very good. He's been worthy of playing. Let's go ahead. Let's throw him out there. Jameis Winston, good to go. We're still talking about the Saints, guys. What the fuck, Matt? What what are you doing? Start your Saints. That's why, though. Jameis Winston has been good, so I expect it to be a shootout. Um, You know, if you're feeling sexy and dangerous, go ahead and start Dan Arnold. Uh, I I wouldn't, but you could. Uh, Mark Ingram, I think, could have a good game here. He has been getting a very interesting timeshare with Alvin Kamara and has been putting up points. So if you need him, go ahead and use him. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, I forgot, DJx has been ruled out in this one, which is great news for Chris Godwin. Dude has been on fire whenever Deshaun Jackson's out. So if you've got Godwin, throw him in there because he's been putting up, I uh, believe it's close to six to nine catches every week with like 100 yards and a touchdown when D- Deshaun Jackson is out and doesn't do anything when Deshaun Jackson's in. Well, Deshaun Jackson's out, guys. Chris Godwin, easy play. Jameis Winston. I think he's worthy of playing, but he scares me just a little bit. But I do have him as a top 10 play this week, so likely you don't have a quarterback better than him. Again, if you guys want to see who I think is going to be better than him, check out the rankings on Medium.com. Or you can follow me at SportsFanaticMB on Twitter. We've tweeted about FLA app and FLA blog on Twitter as well. So anyways, uh, Deshaun Jackson out again. Chris Godwin in. Jameis Winston in. Mike Evans in. Uh, I do expect him to have a better week than he did last week. And then Cameron Brait as well. Uh, Would have had a great week last week had he not dropped the touchdown. Um, So I think he's worthy worthy of playing. Again, he was looked at in the red zone multiple times, dropped the touchdown. Had he caught it, he would have had a huge day for you in fantasy last week. That's likely going to happen this week in this game. And I have the New Orleans Saints winning this one. Next up, the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins should be a fairly interesting game here, especially in the fact that uh, Tom Brady always seems to struggle coming down to Miami in December. Against all other teams in December, Tom Brady, I believe it was 27-2 or 29-2, I can't remember, but two losses, that's the key there, right? And 20-plus wins, that's the key of this stat. Against Miami, he's 1-5. and 1-5 and five against Miami. For whatever reason, in December, when they go down to Miami, they just cannot beat this team. But New England is being given the 75% chance to win this game. And they are being given 7.5 points. For the pitchers, I think it's a uh, it's fairly easy. You're starting Teflon Tommy. You can trust him. Uh, hasn't been great this year, uh, and I actually had him outside my top twelve to start off the season. I didn't think he'd finish in the top twelve. Uh, he's trending that way, but still not having a, not having quite the year he had last year. Kind of expected. Um, obviously, Sony Michelle and James White. I think you can start both of them. Uh I'm not you know, I know uh, James White has struggled here a little bit, especially with Tom Brady seeming to get him the ball. I don't think that'll I think that'll change some here. Uh they obviously would like a win here as now they are kinda close here with uh Kansas City and the San Diego Chargers. Now only one of them is going to be able to get the buys, so chances are New England's still gonna get one, but you never know what could happen, especially if they lose this game and go to nine and four. Uh so Sony Michelle you can trust James White. Uh actually kind of like Gronk in this one. I just don't see the safeties being able to line up with him or the linebackers in this one. Uh so I kind of like Gronk uh and Julian Edelman as well. I think are all worthy starts. You can throw them in without any hesitation. Josh is the interesting one for me on this one. Uh obviously looked really good last week. Uh scored the touchdown but man they've really been going after him or they've really been going to him a lot. Tom Brady seems to trust him already. Um I just don't think you can trust him. I have a bad feeling Josh Gordon is not going to do good this week. Don't have him very high in my projections either. Um uh, you know again, I'm going to put this on you guys like I did with Derrick Henry unless you're feeling desperate or if you really think he's going to do something, go ahead and throw him in there as a flex play, but for me I just don't see it this week. I think it's going to be more of James White, Julian Edelman and Gronk in this one. For the Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I just I can't imagine you're starting him unless you need to. If you're desperate, in which case, good luck, because uh, I I just don't see it happening for him. Uh, for me, there's really nobody on the Dolphins worth of worthy of starting. I mean, if you drafted Kenyon Drake likely in the third or fourth round, like most of us did, uh, he's worthy of throwing in the flex because he can score. We've seen it. Dude's an explosive player, but he's just not getting the touches. So I personally can't trust him and don't trust him. Uh, we we've seen he's. Frank Gore is going to, for whatever reason, out-carry him, uh, probably out-catch him, but if Kenyon Drake can take that one catch or run to the house like he has done the past couple weeks, he's going to come through for you. Uh, so that's really all you can hope for in this one for the Dolphins. Other than them, though, I can't trust Derby. I can't trust Gasecki, I can't trust Parker. I can't trust Amendola. And... Yeah, I mean, I you just can't. I, I mean, Kenny's, I can't even trust Kenny Stills. So, I, I just, I don't, nobody for me else on the Dolphins besides Kenyon Drake, and even him, I wouldn't play him unless you're playing him as a flex starter. Uh, and I actually, I have the Patriots winning the game. I was thinking about going Dolphins, but I just can't do it. Another, in the next game, should be a very interesting early Sunday slate game, the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City being given a 75% chance to win this one, and they are being given 6.5 points. Uh, For the injury report, uh, nobody really big for the Ravens and the Chiefs. Eric Berry still questionable. Sammy Watkins doubtful. Uh, I believe the report came out yesterday that he will likely miss four to six weeks uh, which is kind of a big deal uh, you're looking at going into the playoffs here now at this point uh, with him missing weeks even with a bye. that's a little bit scary and that's why they brought in Kelvin Benjamin over the weekend we talked about earlier he got cut from the Buffalo bills he was signed with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, so we'll see how that works out for them I've never been a big believer in Kelvin Benjamin but he is going to probably the best if not or at least in the argument for the best offense in the league at the moment. For the Baltimore Ravens in this one, um, so it looks like they're going with Lamar Jackson yet again. Should be interesting, especially with the fact uh, that Mahomes and the Chiefs can score. Uh, I really think this game is going to be interesting in general. Before I get into the fantasy analysis, just of the fact that The Ravens have such a good pass defense, such a good rush defense here. And you're looking at Patrick Mahomes and this high-flying offense coming in. I don't think it's going to be quite as high-scoring as a lot of other people do. I think this is going to be more of like a 24-27 or game, which is still semi-high-scoring, but not quite 30s and 40s like the Chiefs are capable of doing. The question is, can Lamar Jackson keep up with that? I don't think he will be able to rushing the ball. He's looked a little bit better every week passing the ball. Um... But if, you've, if you're playing Lamar Jackson, you're going to feel good because the dude's going to put up points a lot like Josh Allen in the rushing game. And if he scores rushing touchdowns, your day is made. So I wouldn't worry about that. I don't trust any of the wide receivers here. Again, uh, Michael Crabtree and John Brown have completely pretty much disappeared since Lamar Jackson took over. I know Michael Crabtree has a touchdown, uh, but he still didn't even have a fantasy game. Great day with that touchdown. I do like Mark Andrews, though, at tight end. Lamar Jackson seems to have a a pretty good uh, rapport with him. They have some chemistry. Uh, Again, Mark Andrews is a great tight end, in my opinion. Uh, I drafted him in a lot of dynasty leagues based on his offensive potential and what I saw at Oklahoma. A lot of that due to the fact that he knows how to move with the scrambling quarterback. When this quarterback is running around, he knows how to move and get to the open space and look for the ball because that's what Baker did at Oklahoma all the time. He knows how to do that with Lamar Jackson as well, which is why I think he's getting a lot of the targets. As for the running attack here, you've got Gus the Bus. Uh, he is a little bit banged up, uh, but likely will be playing. In, uh, I've got him as a flex starter in this one. I just can't trust him. I can't. Uh, I know he's looked good the past couple weeks. Obviously, I'd love for him to continue on his roles. as I picked him up in a couple weeks and would love to trade him in the offseason in Dynasty. But besides that, I just I, I don't know if you can trust him against this uh this more because I think they're going to have to try and pass it more often than run it to try and keep up with the Chiefs. On the Chiefs side here, you're starting Patrick Mahomes. You're starting Tyreek Hill. That's easy. Just put him in. I know Hill had a bad week last week, but then after that, I think earlier in the season he had a week where he had a really uh, uh, a bad game. Uh, what was it? He scored... A game where he scored 6 points and then bounced back for 10, 10, and 35. And then uh, and then another game where he put up single digits back and we ate 8. He put up 8.5 points and then put up 10, 29, and 38. So he put up 5.5 points last week. I would expect, again, another possible 10-point game. And then he's going to go off the next two weeks is what his uh, trend here is. So don't worry about Tyree Hill. He'll be good to go. For the running backs, I cannot play Spencer Ware in this one. I didn't think he looked great last week. He saved your day with a touchdown. I just don't see it happening. I think you've got to sit him unless you're truly, truly desperate. I like Damian Williams a lot, though. I don't think he's going to do much in this game. I do think he's the better back. It'll be interesting to see if he starts to outplay Spencer Ware here the next couple weeks. And Travis Kelsey is an obvious start as well. And then that's it for the Chiefs. I wouldn't trust. uh, Kelvin Benjamin's likely not going to be out there. Uh, If you're desperate, you can start Chris Conley as well. Uh, Definitely has that touchdown upside. Will be the number two here this week. Obviously with Watkins down. Like I said, I highly doubt Benjamin does much of any playing at all. He did get brought in Friday, I think it was. So he hasn't had much time to learn the Chiefs and their offense. And I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game. Next up. We have the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. Houston getting a 64% chance to win this game, being given 4.5 points. The injury reports Mo Alley Cox for the Indianapolis Colts is out. TY is questionable, though expected to play. Kiki QT for the Texans is questionable, but expected to play. And Jonathan Joseph, the cornerback, is questionable. Not sure if he's expected to play or not. If not, that's good news for the Colts. For the Colts, Andrew Luck, he's in play. Him. Know he had a stinker against the uh, the Jags last week. Don't worry about that. This is going to be a pretty good game. I think pretty good high scoring game. Andrew Luck, easy start for me. Eric Ebron, easy start for me. T Y, an easy start for me. I know he's dealing with the injury, but he should be good to go here. That's it. Do not play anybody else from the Colts. Marlon Mack attack, as his lovers like to call him. Talked about it at the beginning of the season. Don't believe in him. Guess what? I've been proven right again. He had two good weeks, guys, and he sucks again. He's just an average runner. He's not a bad runner, but he's not as great a runner as he showed in those couple weeks. He's just an average NFL player. He's not going to do it against this Houston line, and I... You know what, if I'm wrong, whatever, I'll take the L on Monday. I just don't see it happening. Uh, do kind of like Naheem Hines in this one, as I do expect at times Indy to be down. They might go to the hurry-up offense, and when Naheem Hines is out there, he gets the ball and he does things with it. For the Houston Texans, you're starting Sean Watson, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins, that's easy. Lamar Miller, Houston's defense against the run doesn't matter because we're not talking about Houston's defense. He's going up against Indy's defense. Uh, they've been right around the uh, 10 to 14 mark all year long. So they have been, you know, I would say elite towards uh, the, or at least the top half of uh, defenses against the run. Why I don't really trust Lamar Miller here in this game. Dude's been awesome. I've, you know, come out and said that I take the L on that. I not think he was going to be good this year. He's definitely having a great year here. Um, I just don't expect it really in this game. You likely have to start him, but don't expect huge numbers from him. Uh and and that's really it for the Texans. Uh, you know, Jordan Thomas sleeper tight end for me. Again, if you're hurting at tight end, uh has caught touchdown passes. Uh I could see him getting one in this game, but then that's it. Demarius Thomas, I think, you know maybe flex player just be due to his uh, touchdown upside. Uh, they do seem to look for him in the red zone, has been uh, kind of snaking some touchdowns from DeAndre here. Um, but I really don't trust him going forward, and I really don't trust him in this game here. I, for me, it's literally just Deshaun and DeAndre for me. But And I understand if you have to start Lamar Miller, but I wouldn't. Uh, and then I, I do have the Texans winning this game. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. The Packers being given a 64% chance to win this game. And they are being given five points for the Atlanta Falcons here. Matt Ryan, um, you know, bad game last week. He'll be fine. You guys can start him. Julio Jones, I think, is going to have a huge game this week as due to the fact that Kevin King, uninjured, reserved. Raven Green is out try 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 i'm looking at the wrong person anyway so it doesn't matter but green bay is down to their third and fourth cornerbacks here in this one i think that julio jones is going to eat actually like calvin ridley and austin hooper in this game as well i think all four of these guys the calvin ridley julio austin hooper matt ryan big games this week against green bay what i think is going to be a shootout in green bay don't trust tevin coleman don't trust edo smith for Green Bay, I do think Green Bay is going to come out firing here. Um, <laughs> firing because they fired uh, Mike McCarthy. That was a bad attempt at a transition there. Uh, but he is he has been fired earlier this week, um, has been back, talked to the team, took out a one-page ad. You know, good for Mike McCarthy. He did bring them a Super Bowl, was in the playoff, I believe it was 9 out of 11 years. Dude's had a really good career with Green Bay. He'll be back coaching again sometime soon as well. Uh, But for the Packers, I do think they're going to try and come out here because they don't want to feel like uh, they needed Mike McCarthy. I I do think they're going to kind of come out and show, hey, look, we can win without him. Uh, So that's why I trust uh, Aaron Jones in this one. Devontae Adams obviously is worthy of starting as well as he is a top wide receiver. And uh, Aaron Jones, and that's it for me, guys, for Green Bay. I cannot trust uh, Jimmy Graham. Uh, As much as it hurts me to say that I was going to try and overlook him here, but I can't. Jimmy Graham, if you've got him at tight end, you're starting him. Other than those guys, though, I I can't see Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the law firm of MVS. I don't see him doing anything. I do like the fact... uh, That equanimity of St. Brown has kind of come on here a little bit here and there. But uh, obviously you can't trust him. And you can't trust Randall Cobb. If if Randall Cobb is even going to play. Who knows at this point anymore with Randall Cobb. Likely going to be gone at the end of the year anyway. So for me it's just the key guys for Green Bay as well. A.A. Ron. Devontae Adams. Jimmy Graham. And Aaron Jones. I have the Packers winning this game. Next up. We have the Denver Broncos and the San Francisco 49ers. Denver being given the 59% chance to win uh, and are being given 3.5 points. For Denver, we have uh, nobody that big on the... Oh, man. Chris Harris Jr. I forgot about him. And Emmanuel Sanders. Wrote most of these notes down before those injuries happened. Um, Guys... Man Sanders is out, in case we didn't talk about it on Thursday's podcast. Torres Achilles in practice. That sucks for Denver, big time. Now, I, I do like the guy that's likely going to replace him. We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, but losing him is huge for this team that is pushing for a wild card spot. They also lost Chris Harris Jr. as so he broke his leg, making their pass defense just a little bit weaker without him out there. So, that being said, Case Keenum... Uh, not expecting a big game out of him this week, though. If you've got him, you already know he's not giving you big games. Uh, probably going to be right around that 13 to 15 point mark again this week. Uh, so if you had him and you've been rolling with him uh, because you have to, you know exactly what you're going to get out of him. Phillip Lindsay, I think, is going to have another huge game here against San Francisco. Now, San Francisco has been um, in the bottom 15 against the run. When I say bottom, I mean like 1 through 15. So I guess they, when you say the top 15. They've been in the top 15 against the run. Uh, but Philip Lindsay is just too damn good to get shut down, in my opinion. Uh, huge day coming for Philip Lindsay, I would expect. For the wide receivers, Cortland Sutton, we called it a couple weeks ago, said he was going to have a good game, uh, kind of breakout. I think it was last week. Guess what? He did. Had a Huge game. Huge game. Scored a touchdown, uh, put up 14 points in fantasy, good for Cortland Sutton. They're going to have to rely on him now a lot, and Deshaun Hamilton. And I love me some Deshaun Hamilton. Kid out of Penn State is really good. Sure hands, not flashy, not explosive like Cortland Sutton. But the dude knows how to catch the ball and do some work after the catch. He is going to be, I think, a PPR stud. Um, and definitely someone that works in the short and intermediate field or part of the field. I do think he's going to likely be in the slot more often than not. Do do think Deshaun Hamilton is going to be able to put up some points here. Definitely interested to see what he can do this week. I am going to key in on this afternoon game just for that reason because I want to see what Deshaun Hamilton can do. However, saying all that, I wouldn't trust him unless you need a sleeper this week. Again, we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, if you're someone who will – was going up against Derrick Henry. He needed guys who can probably pop this week uh, compared to the guys who are getting you the usual, then maybe throw Deshaun Hamilton in there. Other than that, I do need to see it for at least one week. I need to see how they're going to use him uh, because this offense is really starting to scare me with the injuries that they've suffered and then obviously trading away DT. For the San Francisco 49ers, Nick Mullins is likely going, or Nick Mullins is back at quarterback yet again. Uh, Matt Breida is out in this one. So we're going to see a lot of Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson Jr. I think is going to have a really good game in this one. A dude out of North Texas here where I am from. Uh, He is a really good pass catcher. Can run the ball and a really good pass blocker. I really think if he can kind of show out here toward the end of the season he is really going to be able to put himself on the 49ers radar and make a name for himself going into next year and i do expect him to do that i think jeff wilson jr here is going to have himself a fairly good game against the broncos George Kittle, if you've got him, you're starting him, uh, but not expecting. I do have him in my top three this week. Uh, It just scares me with Nick Mullins being there at quarterback. Uh, It seems like, except since that first week uh, where Nick Mullins kind of came on and made a name for himself, got verified on Twitter, uh, he has just not looked at George Kittle the same way the rest of us do, and it's fairly disappointing. As for the 49ers wide receivers, uh, I do like Dante Pettis again in this one. Um, obviously had a huge week last week, uh, just showing off why everybody was so much in love with him coming in and through the draft process. do expect him to have a big game here, and that's it. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is obviously back. Not expecting much out of him. Not expecting anything out of Kendrick Bourne to be alive, Trent Taylor, or James Ritchie. I just I just don't trust them. Dante Pettis is the only guy I would feel comfortable putting in my lineup for the 49ers out of that wide receiver core. Um, And I do have the Denver Broncos winning this game. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Chargers. Cincinnati, um, (laughs) man, poor Cincinnati. So Los Angeles being given a 90% chance to win this game. And they are being given 14.4 points. Um, Vontez Perfect out. Drake or Patrick out. Tony, McRae out for the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Los Angeles, Melvin Gordon out, and Trevor Williams out. That's really it. Uh, Key personnel was for the Chargers for the Bengals. I honestly don't know how you can play anybody besides Tyler Boyd. I I just don't. Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, they're going to get work. Don't get me wrong. This front from Los Angeles is Terrifying with Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, Jeff Driscoll can run it a little bit. I just don't. But I, I mean, really, if you're trusting Giovanni Bernardo, Joe Mixon, good luck to you. I just couldn't do it. Tyler Boyd is literally the only player I would feel worth feel okay starting, and even he scares me having Jeff Driscoll at start at, at quarterback. If you're in a two QB league and you're counting on Jeff Driscoll, just hope he gets some rushing yards for you because I don't expect him to do much in the passing game against this defense. Um, Like I said, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, just, uh, I mean, Mixon here, he's got the skill, he's got the ability to do something. I just don't trust him. And Giovanni Bernard, I I could see him getting some catches out of the backfield. I feel a tad bit safer starting him just based on what he could do PPR-wise. For the Chargers, you're starting Phillip Rivers. You're starting Keenan Allen. Um... Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson is going to be very interesting for me here. So in the first half last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was a lot of Austin Eckler and then Justin Jackson came on late. I do think that Justin Jackson, although I do think this is probably the last week that Melvin Gordon is out, uh, Justin Jackson I think is going to take over as more of the Melvin Gordon role. Why Austin Eckler is going to move back into his role. That is where he succeeds. He's just not an every down back. He does a great job getting uh, rushing yards with his carries when he gets, I don't want to say limited carries, but he's more of a change of pace guy. He's not someone who's going to come in and carry your team and carry the offense. Uh, And I do think Justin Jackson can do that. He did it at Northwestern. He was a baller at Northwestern. Uh, So, Very interesting between those two. I think you can start both of them. You likely, if you have both of them, I'd lean more toward Eckler. But if you have one or the other, I think it's safe to play both of them as Flex plays this week. Um, And then that's it. I I don't really like Tyrell Williams. Mike Williams. I actually do kind of like Mike Williams this week as well. I do think he can score. uh, And if he scores, he's likely making your day, putting you uh, in a good spot. Likely a, a, a WR2 or a Flex spot for me. I think with Mike Williams, uh, Tyrell Williams, uh, still not back fully healthy, which is exactly why I don't trust him at the moment. Uh, And, you know, Chargers winning this game. That's a fairly easy call. For the next game, a very interesting NFC matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas being given the 67% chance to win this game and are being given 3.5 points. For Philly. Carson Wentz, you can start him. Zach Ertz, you can start him. On to the Cowboys. No, I'm just kidding. But I am worried about the rest of this Philadelphia Eagles team against the Dallas defense. This I mean again, this Dallas defense has been awesome. We've been I've been talking about it all year long. Uh, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate, they just don't do anything for me here. Same with Nelson Aguilar. I just can't trust any of them. Uh, really, none of them have been coming through. Golden Tate obviously scored last week, and maybe that's good news for Golden Tate. Uh, you know, you could play him. Uh, maybe they're they're working on getting him back in and integrated into the offense, as they were having trouble doing that earlier. Now, I'm also obviously a big fan of Josh Adams, uh, but I don't expect him to do a lot against this defense, mostly because he doesn't get the passes. He, he, they all go to Corey Clement or Wendell Smallwood or Darren Sproles, and that's what's frustrating, especially with this backfield, because you have all four of those guys who are integrated into the offense. I don't know how you can trust any of them. I do think Josh Adams gets a bulk of the carries and the rushes. Again, last week, 20 carries, 80 uh, was it 80 yards or... Sorry, 85 yards. I thought he only had 80. So he's been getting a bulk of the carries here. You know, 22 against the Giants, 20 against the Redskins. I do think that happens again. The problem is he's not going to come third for you in fantasy unless he scores. And that's where you can't trust him because you could go. they could go Darren Sproles, Corey Clement, Wendell Smallwood. Play him if you're desperate. I know I'm playing him in a flex spot, um, hoping that he gives me those RB2 numbers, but I don't expect him to get you a a bunch of points like he has uh, here in the past, especially when he gets you a lot of the the yards and the touchdowns. Again, not getting anything in the receiving game is really hurting him here, Uh, and I would not trust any of the other guys, though. I mean, Corey Clement, I think you can— Expect about 10 points out of because that's kind of what he's been doing every week. He's been getting just enough reception in the yards to get you right around 10 points a game, especially if he scores. Uh, so, Corey Clement, if that's what you need out of a running back, go for it. Uh, I think he can bring that to you, but can't trust Sproles. I can't trust Smallwood. Uh, and I really can't trust any of these wide receivers out of gold outside of Golden Tate. And then, obviously, Zach Ertz at tight end should be just fine. For the Dallas Cowboys, it's fairly simple for me here, too. It's Zeke and Amari Cooper. That's it. Can't trust Beasley. Can't trust Gallup. And Dak Prescott. I just don't think he has a huge game here. This Philly defense is very good. Um, much better than I think people realize here. Uh, now I do think Dak is going to struggle with them a little bit. We obviously know that this offense is going to revolve around Zeke. I do think that he gets enough work. And Amari Cooper, I think at this point you have to trust he's going to do something. Uh, because he's been fairly good since coming over to the Dallas Cowboys. So for me, it's just Zeke and Amari in this one. And I have the Eagles with the upset here. But just kicking a field goal... At the end of the game to win this and make the NFC East just a little bit more interesting. Next up we have the Detroit Lions and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Detroit being given the 55% chance to win this game and they are being given 2.5 points. For Detroit, uh, Carrion Johnson is likely going to be out yet again in this one. Uh, so I think uh, LeGarrette Blunt, as much as it hurts me to say, uh, it's worthy of starting. Uh, the Cardinals are very good against the run, so I don't expect him to get a ton of uh, work here. But again, Carrion being out, they're going to rely on Blunt. He has been good since Carrion's been out, so if you've got him, Go ahead and put him in there. Matthew Stafford, I think, uh, is going to struggle in this one. I think Kenny Galladay is going to struggle in this one. Kenny Galladay is going to be going up against Patrick Peterson. Probably 90% of the time, and the dude is still a shut-down corner. I do think both these guys struggle. I would get them out of your lineups now, as really he has nobody else to throw the ball to besides Kenny G. For the Cardinals, David Johnson, easy start for me. And then that is it. I just can't trust anybody else here. Christian Kirk on IR with the foot entry. I just can't trust Larry, the legend, as he's the only guy that Josh Rosen has, and I do expect Darius Slay to be on him, though he is dealing with an injury. Uh, So that might help Larry out a little bit, but I just personally can't trust him. Uh, It's really sad to think about all these teams you just can't trust people on. But for me, it's just David Johnson, and that is it for the Cardinals. I have the Lions winning this game. Next up, we're going to have a lot of the same on one of these teams at least. Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Oakland Raiders. Pittsburgh being given the 73% chance to win this game, and they are being given 10 points. So for Pittsburgh, I think the three easy guys are obviously Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Juju. You're you're playing all those guys. They should be fine in this one. Uh, I personally would not trust Vance McDonald or Jesse James at tight end. I know a lot of people do trust Vance. He just hasn't done it for me Uh So far this year at running back, we are going to see a split between Steven Ridley and Jalen Samuels. I don't know who to trust here. Jalen Samuels, I think, is by far the more explosive guy, but he's not someone who I think holds up rushing the ball 20 times a game. He is by far more of the receiving part of the Le'Veon Bell game, if you want to put it that way, than Steven Ridley is. So I do think it's going to be a fairly even split here. I do think Steven Ridley is going to get a bulk of the carries. Jalen Samuels will get some here and there, but Jalen Samuels will get a lot of receiving work. With that being said, that makes me trust Jalen Samuels more um, because I do think once he gets a ball in his hands, he can be an explosive wide or explosive wide receiver, an explosive receiving threat out of the backfield. He's the guy I would definitely go to out of those two if you had to choose. Though I do think Steven really can put up some decent points against this Oakland defense in the rushing game, at least this week, because, well, Oakland sucks on defense. Uh, so if you've picked up both of them, start Jalen Samuels. If you have one or the other, I think you're fairly fine starting both of them, as I think both are going to be fine. For the Oakland Raiders, I think Derek Carr's game last week was an aberration. I don't think he does that again, uh, especially against this Pittsburgh defense. The only player I trust here on Oakland is Jared Cook. Um, and if you're feeling lucky, Jalen Rashard, again, I do expect them to be down early and often in this game. Uh, therefore, I expect Jalen Rashard to get a fair amount of uh, dump-offs and everything. But that's it. I can't trust Jordy. I I, I love Marcel Aitman, but you got to give him another. you got to wait till next year for him to really start doing something for you. That uh, looks good in a couple games this year, but I just can't trust him and I can't trust Derek Carr. Uh, and I obviously have the Steelers winning this game. And the last game, the Sunday night game which should be a great game looks to be possibly an NFC playoff game here the Los Angeles Rams and the Chicago Bears the Rams being given the 56 percent chance to win this game and they are being given three points for the Rams I think it's fairly simple Todd Gurley is the un question starter here. No matter what. I don't care how good the Bears defense is against a run. We are talking about Todd Gurley here. You're starting him. Um, The receivers is where it gets interesting. Brandon Cooks. You've got... Oh my God. His name literally just jumped out of my head. Robert Woods. Bobbert. My God, Bobbert. How did I forget him? Brandon Cooks. Robert Woods. Josh Reynolds. I don't I shouldn't say, I don't think you can start all of them. Man, I've been going back and forth about this, guys, for the past day or so and thinking about this game because I think this is going to be a very good game. I think it's going to come down to Reynolds and Cooks. Yeah, Reynolds and Cooks for me. Actually, no, you know what? I'm going to go back to my original line of thinking here. Like I said, I've been back and forth on this game all day long. I'm taking all three. If you have all three of them, you're going to play them. Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, I expect to have good games here. I do have both of them in my top fifteen. Uh, you know, so don't get me wrong, I don't think they're gonna have horrible games, but I do think they're both going to be good. Uh and Josh Reynolds, I have in my top thirty. Um, yeah, my top forty as well. I do expect him to get you about ten points. I think that this game is going to come down to those three more than Todd Gurley, but I do think Todd Gurley has a great game here. He's fucking Todd Gurley, guys. Jared Goff, I expect to have a decent game here as well, even though this Bears defense is very good. For the Chicago Bears, I'm thinking very much the same thing. I do think that the Bears uh, offense is going to be able to put up uh, quite a good amount of points here. Mitch Trubisky, I have up as my second quarterback this week. Coming back, should be good to go in this one. I know the Rams defense has got Aaron Donald and Sue and Peters. I don't care. Mitch Trubisky not only can throw the ball, he can run the ball. He's going to put up points. I like Mitch a lot in this one. Love Tariq Cohen in this one. Have him up at 13. Do think that Jordan Howard gets a little bit of a run here, especially if they get in down toward the, the red zone. I do expect him to punch in a touchdown possibly too. Uh, but I love Tariq Cohen this week. And at wide receiver, I'm loving me. Some Alan Robinson this week. I'm um, loving me some Taylor Gabriel this week. And then I'm kind of liking me some Anthony Miller this week. I'm not as much in love with Anthony Miller as I am Gabriel and Robinson. But I do expect those two guys, Robinson and Gabriel, to put up a fair amount of points in this one. And then Trey Berton. I expect to come bounce back as well and have a good game here as well. I think this is going to be a great game Sunday night. Really going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And I actually have the Chicago Bears winning this game. I just think this offense is going to explode Sunday night with Mitch being back. They are, I think, going to be just, uh, like I said, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a really good game. The Bears at home at Soldier Field, I think, are going to do enough to pull out the win here, given Los Angeles, their second loss on the season, and almost sealing up the NFC North for the Bears. So, that is going to do it for the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast today on Saturday. Again, guys, sorry for getting this out a day late. Had some serious stuff going on yesterday, but... We will be back on Monday to recap all of the Sunday, or no, not all of the Sunday games, half the Sunday games like we always do, uh, and then preview the Monday night football game. Good luck to everybody again. First round of the playoffs start, well, started on Thursday, but finish up tomorrow, Monday, Good luck to you guys. Hopefully, you guys can pull off those wins and move on into the next round. Uh, enjoy watching the football games tomorrow. As we're getting closer and closer to the end of the season, we're gonna we're we're hoping for it to get here because we want to see if we win our fantasy championships. But then we're gonna end up missing it big time once it's gone. Uh, so enjoy it while you guys can. Just a few more weeks of the NFL regular season left, and a few more weeks of the playoffs left for us. Good luck this weekend guys and we'll talk again on Monday. Enjoy your weekends. Peace. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your plugged on red. I came like out the one wide already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. No one up above his head. They can't jump with me. God, Lee! Only oh, they tackle the like a 4 Who can make a play? I can't. Who can make a play? I, I can't! Can.